I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. All that it means is that it's new, it's different, it's probably uncomfortable, so it's so okay for me to feel this resistance. And I remind myself, like, with grace and with compassion, I have tools to regulate this. I have tools to regulate my body. I have tools to regulate my nervous system. This doesn't feel so overwhelming. I can do what I want to do. I can lean into this change. I can lean into this opportunity for growth. I can play big. I don't have to stay small and scared, even though that's what my ego is trying to get me to do right now. Because the truth is, friends, that so often our breakthrough, it really is. It's right on the other side of that resistance. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard, you're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Calm Mom Podcast. I am your host, Master Coach Michelle Grosser. So grateful you're with us today. Always good to have you with us. Today we're going to talk about change. Today we're talking about change, why it can feel so hard, why we might experience 
all kinds of resistance to it, even when we know it's for the better. And then how regulating our nervous system is really what can help us move through this resistance. So when I'm talking about change, I'm not really just talking about these big epic life events like moving to a new city or moving houses or starting a new job or having a new baby. Like it can be anything. It can be adding to your life, right? Or or doing something entirely new. Like I'm going to set a boundary here. I'm going to set better boundaries with my in-laws or or my boss, or I'm going to start working out, right? How many of us have felt resistance to that at some point? I'm going to start meal planning. So I don't want to pull out my hair every day at 5 p.m. when I start to think about dinner. Like all of these things are new, they're change, and all of us can feel some level of resistance towards them. And maybe it's not something new. Maybe it's something that we want to shift or something we want to replace or something we want to change or modify. Like I'm just going to drink more water and less coffee, right? Or I'm going to, I don't know, spend fewer days like staying at the office and working late and I'm going to spend more time home with my kids. Or I don't know, maybe you always lose your your car keys or your phone and it's like, I'm going to implement this system to put my keys in the same place every day. So I'm not scrambling to find them in the morning chaos. Or maybe it's something, maybe the change that you feel resistance to is is stopping. Like you want to stop or avoid something altogether. Like I'm going to stop going to bed so late or I know I need to stop feeling so irritated with my husband or with my kids or I want to stop, you know, scrolling social media at night and getting triggered by all the yahoos on Instagram. Whatever it is, we all have things in our life that we know we need to change or we want to change. And I think a lot of this goes hand in hand with our last episode, 107. In that episode, we talked about the three steps, the three requirements to lasting change. And we talked about step one, which is having this awareness that something needs to change. So for all the things I've mentioned, right, we all have this awareness of something that needs to change. And then we reach step two and we, we acquire not only a knowledge, are not only an awareness, excuse me, of something that needs to change, but then we have the knowledge of what we want to change it to, right? It's not just like I have this awareness that my boss is walking all over me, but I have the knowledge of like, okay, I'm going to set a boundary and that's what I need to do in order to correct this and bring some order to this. So that's step two. We acquire knowledge or we set an intention of how we want to change. So whether it is that boundary or whether it's meal prep or waking up earlier, whatever it is. But the thing is, is that we get stuck, so many of us, we get stuck in step two. We have the awareness and then we gain the knowledge of what we want. We get stuck in that step because that's when that resistance starts to creep in. And then we never step into step three, which is taking action. And the question, the million dollar question is why is that, right? Like, why is it that I'm aware I need to do something? I know what I need to do, but it's so flipping hard (laughs) to do it, right? And the answer to that is that because when you're feeling resistance, and I'll talk about it, how it can show up in a second, but when we don't do what it is we know we want to do, or when we don't do what it is that we know we need to do, it is because we are in a dysregulated state. Our nervous system is dysregulated. So let's touch on how that shows up and then what we can do about it. So how might it show up? Here is what resistance to change might look like. And we've all probably experienced most um, if not all of these at some point. So I really want you to make this personal for you. 
Like if you're listening right now, just take a moment, take a deep breath, let some of this kind of just really sink in and think of something right now that you've known you want to change, right? What's something that you've been wanting to change? What's something that you think would be make your life a lot more peaceful, calm, productive, better, something that would call you higher, call you forward? Like what is something that you need to change? You've been wanting to change it for a while, but for some freaking reason, you just can't seem to do it. And it's really frustrating and it really stinks and it really causes you to feel crappy and you just feel like you're stuck in that resistance. So bring that up for you and then let's talk about what that resistance, like practically what it might actually look like and sound like. So I think the most common resistance that arises for all of us is procrastination, right? All the excuses come up, all the reasons, and we just procrastinate. We never feel like doing it. We're too tired, right? Those excuses just pile up one after another. We're too busy. Things get hard, right? Things get uncomfortable and we just push it off. We push it off till tomorrow. We push it off till next week. We push it off till next month. Like you guys, I had a letter I had to write in my law practice, a letter. I'm talking about a two-page letter. Just sit down and write a letter. It required a little bit of legal research. The thing was, is that I wasn't sending good news. And friends, when I tell you, like I have been procrastinating on writing this letter, five paragraphs for months, not days, not hours, not days, not weeks, months. I procrastinated for months. It was on my to-do list. And then it would get rolled over to the next one. And then the next one. And then the next one. Because I hate giving bad news right? Who doesn't? And I think I was semi-consciously just never finding time to do it. And I was putting it off and I was procrastinating because it felt uncomfortable. And I felt a ton of resistance to it until yesterday. Let me tell you, I finally sat down. I was like, enough is enough. I busted it out. It took a whole 30 minutes (laughs) and I felt this huge weight off my shoulders when I dropped it in the mailbox. And I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, it feels like I'm fighting procrastination on the daily, like especially on things that are new, on things that are different, on things that are uncomfortable, right? All of this is change. And then I think another way that we see resistance really pop up is self-sabotage. We see it in self-sabotage. Like we have these ideas of things we want to do, right? We want to take better care of our bodies. We want to nourish ourselves, with whole foods, better foods. And then all of a sudden, like 9 p.m. rolls around and we're dysregulated and we, you know, stuff a bunch of, I don't know, candy bars down our, in our face, right? Or ice cream or what, pizza, whatever it is. Self-sabotage. Or maybe it's, you know, we want to ask for the promotion at work and we think we're deserving of it and we know we're qualified and we come up with this whole script of how we're going to ask for it, but we just have not had the gumption to stand up there and talk to our boss and ask for this promotion because we continue to self-sabotage. We continue to come up with all of these reasons why we shouldn't do it. We do this for anything. We can do this for things that feel big, things that feel scary. We can do this in our relationships, right? Like how many times, for those of you who are looking for relationships, when something starts to feel good or when something starts to feel a little too real, that we can sabotage all of it because we're scared. So self-sabotage is another way that 
another obstacle to change that, that I see quite frequently. And then the last one is our ego stories, our ego stories and our ego, man, our ego has one job and it is to keep us looking good and feeling safe. And our ego can really get in the way of change because change generally does not feel safe and change generally does not make us look very good. It's, it's so messy and it is very vulnerable to be in a position where something is new. So our ego is going to do all that it can to avoid us feeling all of those things, right? So our ego might tell us like, oh, it can't really be, you know, this simple or I don't think this is actually going to work for me. And then we sabotage and we don't pursue the thing that's actually right before the breakthrough that God has for us, right? So we allow our ego to kind of run the story and keep us playing safe and playing small because then our ego is protected. Our ego can look like the professional. We stay in the same job for 10 years, even though we hate it because we are decent at it and we can do it with our eyes closed and you know, we, we can give others advice and direction and our ego appreciates that. It feels good for our ego, right? We, um, we do so many things over and over and over when the reality is, is that there are probably opportunities to grow and stretch, but we decline because our ego feels so good being good at what we're doing, even if it feels a little bit monotonous or if it feels a little bit safe because that, my friends, is where our ego thrives. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality patterns quiz. So we all face resistance. What do we do about it? What do we do about it? First and foremost, the number one step, grace and compassion. (laughs) Two of my favorite words, two of the most powerful words when it comes to every freaking thing ever. I just remind myself, like all human beings feel resistance, Michelle. Everyone feels resistance to change because change and the unknown And the uncomfortable, what does that do? It signals danger to my body, right? Perceived danger. It does not have to be real danger. Resistance is just a normal part of growth. And I don't allow myself to even read into it. Like it doesn't mean I'm not smart enough. It doesn't mean I'm not, it's not aligned, right? It doesn't mean I'm not the one who should be doing it. It doesn't mean that, you know, maybe this 
thing that I'm trying to change is, is good or not good or, you know, whatever label I'm trying to put on it to avoid it. It doesn't mean any of these things. All that it means is that it's new. It's different. It's probably uncomfortable. So it's so okay for me to feel this resistance. And I remind myself like with grace and with compassion, I have tools to regulate this. I have tools to regulate my body. I have tools to regulate my nervous system. This doesn't feel so overwhelming, right? I can do what I want to do. I can lean into this change. I can lean into this opportunity for growth. I can play big. I don't have to stay small and scared, even though that's what my ego is trying to get me to do right now. Because the truth is, friends, that so often our breakthrough, it really is. It's right on the other side of that resistance. It really, really is. And here's the other thing too, is that there's no, I say this in air quotes, there's no bad, there's no quote unquote negative emotions. Like the more that we can extend grace and compassion to all parts of ourselves and remind ourselves that all of it is welcome, it's really a game changer because sometimes I think our it's our fear of something else that is the resistance. So it's our fear of the discomfort, right? It's our fear of the fear. It's our fear of imperfection, right? That's actually the resistance that we're feeling. And when we remind ourselves, when we embody that it's okay to feel these things, we don't have to avoid them at all costs. We don't have to feel like we have to avoid this resistance to change. We can actually accept it and feel it and regulate and move past it. Everything changes. Everything changes. And you know, I love talking to you guys about our different parts, our different parts, right? So whatever that part of you is that's resisting, maybe it's a part of you that shows up as your inner critic, right? So you have something that you want to do or want to create or a passion or a hobby or a way that you want to parent or discipline your kids or anything that you want to do, something that, that, that might be new, a change that you want. And you feel all of this resistance come up and it's your inner critic. And she starts telling you, it's never going to work anyway. You're not smart enough for this. You're not cut out for this. You don't know how to do this. No one's going to care. Everyone's going to think you're, I don't know, whatever, whatever the lie is that's coming through with that inner critic, right? Or maybe it's, you know, a part of you that's like the saboteur and is going to self-sabotage whatever it is that you're trying to do because it also wants to keep you safe, right? And consistent is safe. Or maybe that part of you that stands in the way and comes up as resistance is like the negative Nancy or, or the Debbie Downer, right? Just like talking trash about everything that you're trying to do, seeing all of the negative, being hyper vigilant, and just scanning for every possible little thing that might go wrong and has you like hyper fixated on all of that stuff. That could be the resistance that you're feeling. So however that resistance is showing up, when we're coming at it from a place of grace, and self-compassion, it is so much easier to see what that part of us is trying to do. So instead of, what's an example? Like let's let's say you're trying to change mm, your morning routine or your, your diet. Let's go with your diet. Let's say you're trying to eat healthier, right? Instead of maybe skipping lunch, you're going to try to like bring a, bring a bag of lunch or something. And there's a part of you that is really resisting this. Maybe it's an inner critic, for example. And the inner critic's like, you don't have time for any of this. You're so disorganized. You're never going to be able to pull this off. You're way too busy to have lunch 
Anyway, if you do bring lunch and eat lunch, that's going to be an extra, whatever, 700 calories a day, and you're going to gain all this weight. I don't know, whatever all, whatever all this stuff that the inner critic's coming at you with. Instead of getting frustrated by it, getting upset with it, feeling shame or guilt, or just wanting to like silence it or push it aside. If you instead take a look at that part with some grace and some compassion and a whole lot of curiosity, I promise you, you will find that whatever part of you is showing up in resistance as resistance to what it is, some sort of change that you're trying to see in your life. If you approach it with grace, compassion, and curiosity, everything's going to change. Because what you're going to see is that inner critic, that saboteur, that Debbie Downer, all of it has a purpose that is innately good. It sounds so strange, but follow, follow me for a minute. That inner critic, what is she trying to do? She might not be doing it in a very evolved way. She might not be doing it in a very kind way, not in a gentle way. But what she's trying to do is she's trying to keep you safe. She's trying to keep you from being disappointed again. She's trying to keep you from being judged. She's trying to keep you from being let down. She's trying to keep you from being ridiculed. She's trying all of these things that she's trying to keep you from being. And maybe at some point in your life when you were a kid, you really needed that. Maybe when you were a teenager, you really needed that. But now that you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you have coping skills now, right? Like I don't need my inner critic to tell me that if I have lunch, I'm going to gain 50 pounds and I'm going to like lose all my friends and my husband's going to leave me or, you know, whatever your story is. But if that inner critic's coming up, there's something that that inner critic is trying to protect you from. So I think when you change that perspective and shift that mindset a little bit and look at that that resistance where it's coming from, from a place of grace, compassion, and curiosity, you're really going to have such great revelation on that resistance. And that's going to give you insight that will help you move past it. So that's the first thing. Second thing, pre-frame. Pre-frame. You can change your mindset around all of these things that you're facing resistance to. For me, just like setting it up differently, framing it differently really works. Like I I play mind games with myself all day, all day long, you guys. Like inside my head is a wild, wild space. Let's say there's like a chore I hate. I don't know. Let's say like I loathe folding the laundry. I just hate it. I'll avoid it all day. I see the pile. I know it's in the dryer and it's dry. And it's just like every time I walk past the laundry room, I feel it just staring at me. My kids make a comment that what they need isn't clean or whatever it is. I like, I just avoid it. I feel resistance to it. I hate folding laundry. This is a really stupid example, but bear with me because this, this works. So whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is that you hate doing or that you feel a ton of resistance to, it could be working out. It could be making yourself a healthy meal. It could be something in your work. It could be something around the house. It could be something with your kids. For me, what I've done is I've found it to be really, really effective for my brain and my personality type to use a timer. And I'll literally time myself doing that task. This works for all kinds of stuff. And then I'm like, wow, Michelle, you avoided doing that laundry for two days. You let it carry up all of this, take up all of this valuable space in your brain. 
And then you sat down and you actually folded the laundry and it took a whole six minutes from top to bottom. And like that just gives me so much perspective because the next time I'm avoiding doing the laundry, I'm like, ah, it's only going to take six minutes. Like I'm going to bust this out. Or I'm like, I play these mind games with myself. Like, let me see if I could do it in five minutes. Don't judge me, you guys. This really helps me. And it really helps to prompt me to do it next time. I also incentivize myself. Like I will literally bribe myself. <laughs> like let's say I have to make, I don't know, let's say let's say I'm, 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 I'm at my firm and there's a phone call that I have to make to a really difficult client or a particularly difficult opposing counsel or I have to bring some bad news or I don't know, just this call that I'm like, ugh, this is, gonna, this is not going to be fun. I'll like tell myself, man, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have some M&Ms or I'm going to like go put my feet in the pool and read my favorite book for 20 minutes or, you know, whatever it is that's incentivizing to you because sometimes these are really helpful. It seems like little stuff that I'm resisting, but that stuff adds up, you guys. And if you find yourself in constant resistance to these little things that you've got to do, like try to set a timer and see how long it actually takes and how that incentivizes you next time or see if you can beat your time, or do it and promise yourself something afterward that is like a reward for doing something. And it's like a muscle, right? The more that you work towards regulating, doing it, and pushing through that resistance, um, the the easier it's going to be for you to do the next time. Okay, finally, the third thing, but really like the first, second, third, the the whole enchilada, you guys, for overcoming resistance to change is to know how to regulate your nervous system. That's it. That is it. That's the top. That's the bottom. That's the beginning. That's the end of it. So you have to be able to identify where this resistance is putting you in terms of the state of your nervous system. So when you are feeling this resistance come up to whatever it is that you want to change, is it throwing you into an anxious, irritable state? Is it shifting you into a dorsal vagal state where you just feel frozen, right? And you don't do anything and you procrastinate and you just kind of feel shut down or burnt out or you dissociate, right? Or maybe when you are feeling resistance to change, it's somewhere in between, which which isn't a great place to be either. That, that doesn't feel good. And the resistance to change is causing you to feel just really overwhelmed and stressed out and kind of panicky. Change, like graceful change, lasting change is going to be really, really extra hard for you if you're stuck in one of these nervous system states and you don't know how to shift out of it. So for maybe some of you, you you, you, you know what works for you, right? And you shift out of these states by moving your body. So maybe you know that when you're feeling some sort of resistance that's putting you in one of these nervous system states where you're either anxious, overwhelmed, or burnt out. You move your body, you exercise, you dance to your favorite song, you do some shaking, and you notice that within a couple minutes, you're already feeling way different and better. Maybe for others of you, you shift out of it with breath work, or maybe you have a meditation that you do or a tapping, or um, maybe it's just a few moments of stillness, and you find that when you really just connect with your breath and sit in stillness, that that will really help your body to calm down and that stress, the panic, the overwhelm might start to dissipate. Um, But the thing is that you've got to be aware. You've just got to first be aware of how being in a dysregulated state shows up for you. Like how does it show up for you when you're feeling super anxious or when you're feeling super overwhelmed or when you're feeling 
burnt out and dissociated and shut down? How does it feel in your body? Like what are the things that you do? What are the things that you notice? What are your coping strategies that you unconsciously go to, right? Do you find that you start to just feel like blah? Do you find that your breathing changes? Do you find your energy levels change? How does it show up in your body? And then what, you, what you've got to do is you've got to have a couple tools that you know that work really well for you to shift you into another nervous system state. So whatever it is that works for you, your nervous system. So maybe it is these things we talked about, moving your body, maybe it's breath work, maybe it's meditation, whatever it is. Um, whatever it is, it should just take a couple minutes. It should just take a couple minutes. This isn't something that should take 10, 15 minutes for you to be able to regulate. In just a couple of minutes, you should have some go-to techniques, methods in your back pocket that immediately bring you out of panic, out of anxiety, out of dissociation, out of overwhelm, out of burnout, and into a regulated state so that you can make decisions and operate in your learning brain, right? The part of your brain that allows you to have full access to all of your executive function. You should have your go-tos. And if you're listening to this and you struggle to gain awareness around where you're dysregulated, or you're like, Michelle, I think I'm just always dysregulated. Like I always feel anxious or I always feel overwhelmed. Maybe not always, but often. That's common. You're not alone. Or maybe you're thinking like, okay, I know I'm not in a regulated state, but I also don't know how to shift out of it. Like I've never actually learned what to do or what my body would respond to, or I've never actually tried anything and I don't really know where to start. And if that's you, I have got such good news for you because right now I am in the throes of creating my first course. It's so stinking good, you guys. I'm really, 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 really excited about it. And it's all about how to regulate your nervous system. All about it. You're going to learn how to identify dysregulation in your body, how it shows up specifically for you. You're going to map out your coping mechanisms. A lot of those you're probably not even aware of that they are coping mechanisms. And then once you have that awareness, I'm going to teach you exactly what to do, different practices that take two to three minutes to shift you out of whatever state your nervous system is. So if your nervous system is in a state of anxiety or irritability or anger, I'm going to give you, you know, these are three things that in two minutes are going to have you feeling calm. These are three things that in two minutes are going to have you feeling playful or good energy or from a place of stillness for each state. I'm going to give you some for an anxious state. I'm going to give you some for a state of being overwhelmed and a state of being burnt out, dissociated, kind of just shut down. So you're going to have know exactly what to do when you're feeling these yucky things and how to shift that state. So this is really powerful stuff, you guys. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. It's going to be so good. It's going to change everything. It's going to launch later this spring. And then if you're listening to these episodes and you're like, okay, I can't wait until later this spring, I really need some help. This sounds really good. And I want to learn how to notice my states of dysregulation and then learn skills to regulate me and my nervous system. Book an unstuck session with me. There's a link in the show notes. One-on-one time with me. We'll jump on a Zoom. You'll tell me exactly what is coming up for you, where you're facing dysregulation, what you're feeling, where you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or burnt out. And then we'll come up with an exact plan for you. And I'll teach you the modalities that you can use to shift the state of your nervous system in minutes. It's incredible. 
So if you don't want to wait till the course comes out later this spring, um, or you really just want some targeted one-on-one coaching for one hour, that will leave you feeling so much better and leave you feeling like you have an exact step-by-step plan to follow that will help you shift the state of your nervous system. Um, book, go ahead, book a unstuck session. They're so good, you guys. I would love to meet you there and help support you however I can. Grateful for you joining us today. Love you guys. I will see you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.